What's up, everybody? I'm George Mossy. Say hello to my co-host, Heather C. and Didi Castile. Hi, guys. This Hi. Is episode two of the George Mossy Show, the pop culture podcast. Episode one was a lot of fun. As you guys know, we're going to be discussing many, many different topics, wide array of topics. We are trying to avoid like the plague, any 90 day fiance topics, because we have already talked about that. And we will talk about that because I know there's some stuff that happened this week that we're going to talk about in the podcast. But no, we are not talking about that here at the George Massey show for the pop culture podcast. We're sticking to what's going on in the world right now. And I think the first thing that caught my attention this week, it happened earlier in the week, was Britney Spears and her dance routine with what appeared to be very, very sharp knives. And, you know, Didi, we were talking about this last week because I was like, is Britney okay? Like, I know that her fans wanted her to be free and they wanted her to be able to express herself and be able to make her own decisions. But is she okay? And I think the dancing videos and everything, people are like, well, she's happy. She's finally doing what she wants. But dancing with really, really sharp knives I don't know how I feel about that. How do you guys feel about what we're watching? Because, you know, we all love Britney. She, her music is, is unquestionably and undeniably music of the, the century, the decade. She's done, she's done it. She's a legend. But how do we feel about what she's doing right now? Well, um, I can start off by saying anytime you're dancing with knives, that's already a very bad sign. Something is really going on. And then you have your poor little puppies in the background with like they're startled. If they <laughs> if they're startled, something is definitely going on. But I don't believe what she said when she said that um, that no one needs to worry about her, that she is um, mentally stable. I don't believe that you can tell by her face by her um, face expressions, by the way she's acting, the way she's talking, she's not okay. Oh, and I want to interject. I forgot to say, um, the police did do a welfare check on her and they spoke only to her security. She told her security she did not want to speak to the police and her security said that she's okay. So Heather, how do you feel about the fact that she wouldn't even let the police conduct the welfare check. They couldn't even interact with her. And I feel like a welfare check should be conducted regardless of if you're famous or not. If someone is worried about your well-being, they should be able to see that you're okay, right? Okay, well, you know that I'm going to protect Brittany at all costs because no one loves Brittany like I do. But she has already had a welfare check on her from her fans. The same people that wanted to free Britney felt like it was necessary to do a welfare check on her. When clearly, this is what I was saying to my friend. I'm like, you know, as much as I love Britney and I want to see her have a normal life, as, as much normal life as she possibly can, clearly she's suffering from something. And which a lot of celebrities do, especially ones that grew up in the spotlight that, you know, had their parents manage them or mismanage them, you know, and then she went through a lot of traumatic stuff. I think that she, well, Brittany says that the knives were not real and that they were prop knives and she wanted to recreate the dance that uh, Shakira did because apparently Shakira had a knife dance type of thing. But the funny part about Britney is, is that she didn't say all that. She just kind of showed up with a video one day spinning around her living room with her knives. So, you know, she, she forgot to, you know, she left that part out. But, you know, I think that 
she needs some type of help or conservatorship, it just shouldn't be her family. She needs somebody professional to be able to keep an eye on her, her well-being, her assets, her career, you know, make sure that, you know, she's getting any type of help or treatment that she needs. Because now at this point, she basically looks like a joke to the whole entire world that wanted to save her. And that's yeah. triggering for someone who actually like loves her. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I just want the best for her. And I just think that it's crazy that, you know, one minute you're in her corner and the next minute you're like, Brittany's crazy. Well, hello. She had a conservatorship for a reason. They didn't find that she was stable enough to be on her own. You said something interesting. You said that her conservatorship is needed, but it shouldn't be her family. You yes. feel like the conservatorship that was with her family was unhealthy? No, well, I don't. Because I feel like they let greed get the best of them. And if you know their backstory of their family, her father had a long history with like alcohol abuse and anger and, you know, controlling. And then it stemmed way back to his family. And they had a lot of past trauma in their family. And I think that he was in no predicament to try to be the legal guidance to his daughter. I feel like you raise your children and then there's only so much you can do as a parent when sometimes you need to step out and say, hey, I need help. So I think that he should have took her to get the help she needed, get evaluated and look for somebody professional that does this for a living that is like mutual sides. Like they're not one-sided. They only want to protect her assets because they want to go spend her money. Like that's not right. I don't disagree. I mean, didn't she write a book? I think a book is about she to did. come out where she's yeah, it comes out this everybody. Book. Yeah, she's gonna tell everybody how her family took advantage of her. This is hard to hear. Didn't you um mention to me before there's a, a girl named Jeanette McCurdy who also went through something very, very similar to what Brittany went through with her family of her mom, who unfortunately recently passed away. And guys, she wrote a book that says, I'm happy my mom passed away, which really caught my attention. I was like, whoa. And she's literally holding an urn in her hand on the front of the book. Yeah. So this was a really deep, serious situation. Cause I was like, who's, I've never really heard anyone say those words before. So to put it in a book and take a picture with an urn, I knew it was going to be something intense and insane. And some, for someone who, who read the book, you told me that her mom forced her into the, the industry. Yeah. Her mom basically lived her life, her hopes, her dreams through her daughter. Her daughter just wanted to be a normal kid. You know, she has, she has some siblings as well. And she just like took to her daughter and she was like, she even gave her like an eating disorder where she would like make her count mm. calories and only eat a certain amount to where she's a child, you know, only eating like a cracker and maybe a piece of lettuce. Like it was very, very sad. And she battled with this her whole life until her mom passed away. She felt like she was finally free to live. And it's just so sad to see like how many of these celebrities are like starting to like tell their stories and how their own family that's supposed to love and protect them are like the ones hurting them. I know this is a, a, a close subject for you, Didi, because you've experienced a lot of family situations as well. And now that you've entered into the, the acting world, how do you feel about 
the idea of someone forcing their child into the, the industry because you've seen the industry, you've seen the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, how do you feel about, like, if you had a child, a younger child, and they had a, a look or they were good at acting, singing, how would you feel about pushing your child into that if it's not necessarily something they're asking you to do? If they don't ask, if they're not, um, you know, wanting to do it, I wouldn't push it on them. You know, because it's a lot of it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, hours. You got to train like so many hours. You've got to do a lot of traveling. You're in the public eye. And then once your face gets out there, once your name gets out there, it's like, you know, the more people knows what know what you're doing. It's like you having to look behind your shoulder or look over your shoulder. Um, then you have to face, you know, criticism. Um you know, and then backlash. So, I mean, it's a lot, especially for a child that can't legally um, can't legally defend themselves. It's, it's it's a lot. If my children wanted to, I would I would want them to be at least of age before they did it. That way, they would know how to handle a, a situation. Small children don't know how to handle it. You know, like me. Um, I live in a small town and my face is out there now. My name is out there. So I'm having little by little people start to come up to me. Hey, um, you're on the podcast or hey, you know, we see your social media. Oh, my gosh, you filmed with this person. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And it's I love it. I love it. You know, I love it. But sometimes it can get overwhelming. But yeah. Even as an adult, because there's no off switch. Like when you're out minding your own business, people can walk up and take picture of while you're eating or while you're talking or while you're doing other things like there's no off switch and i think for a child children need to be children more than they're doing anything else and i think exactly in the world of acting they're being they're doing adult job an actor is a job that you should be 18 years older to do you know you wouldn't hire a seven-year-old to be a cashier at walmart so but it's the same essentially the same thing you're doing an adult's job as a child and you're expecting that child to to cope with the pressures and then it's even worse as an actor i think because acting you can be filming for 15 20 hours i remember on one movie we were filming for 22 hours and i thought this is i don't want to do this anymore this is insane imagine a child on set for 10 15 20 hours and you trying to explain to a child why they can't go on break why they can't go to the bathroom why they can't have something they need to get the shot they don't get that but children don't exactly. get that at all i definitely feel like Pushing your children into that is horrible. And that book really shows the lasting effect that happened. Because Annette McCurdy really put a lot into that book. And she she told everything. She said the eating disorder, the hatred for her own mother. It, it just, it was so deep. When I heard that, it really, it really touched me. Okay, so I want to move, I want to switch gears a bit. Because um, NSYNC put out a new song. Um, yesterday, yesterday, what's the name of the song? I can't remember the name of the song. I even had time to, to listen right. to NSYNC, to be honest. <laughs> I know for a lot of people, this is a big deal. So they put out a new song, Better Place. And I'm just going to put this out here right now. All I heard was Justin and JC. So apparently in the last 25 years, nothing has changed because, you know, Justin and JC sang all the songs. So I listened to the song a few times and I was like, man, I don't hear Lance and I don't hear Chris and I don't hear Joey. Just don't. But it, it's a good song, and the world is very interested in seeing NSYNC get back together. And I have a very unpopular opinion, because in my opinion, I don't care, because I, I feel like every time I go to a party or something and want to play a throwback, forced to listen to NSYNC, I Want You Back, 
or or Dirty Pop or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm sick of these same seven songs. And it's like, I know that there are people where this was the best times of their lives. Like those, those times haters. when they- No one likes haters, so. <laughs> I'm not hating. I think in sync is I don't, a very I mean, good if, if I had to choose like a, if I had to choose like um, a group or that we, you know, that I listen to anybody other than in sync, I would have to say hands down Backstreet Boys. Well, see, I you're love lucky. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys stayed together for the most part. I know that um left like a very short time. Like, so you're lucky. You never had to experience what the NSYNC fans had to experience. Like after like three and a half years of complete bliss and hit after hit and tours and everything, NSYNC just decided to go zitta, nada, nothing, break cold, which, you know, was kind of like death for some people, the death of their favorite group. So like, if you're a Backstreet Boys fan or a 98 Degrees fan, you know, you didn't really have to go through. New kids on the block. I like me some new kids oh, on the block, yeah. too. Right, they rolled on through, but NSYNC kind of, I think that this is needed because of the abrupt end of that group. No one saw it coming, right? I feel like when they up and they stopped making music, it was, it was not something that we saw coming and no one really got over it. So I think that's why it's so needed for them to be back. But apparently they keep saying it's just for a movie and one song. Do you believe them? Are they liars? Like, what are your, what are your thoughts? They're, okay. <laughs> I think that there might be something else out there. They've been doing a lot of stuff together, like a lot of like promos and like recreating their old like photo shoots that they used to do for like the Teeny Bopper magazines and stuff. Um, I think like everybody is trying to say that they swear up and down they're gonna tour. And right. they like all the generation that grew up with Backstreet and NSYNC. They're like, if you didn't grow up listening to Backstreet and NSYNC, you better not be on Ticketmaster, buy nobody's tickets because all the 30, 40 year old women are going to come for you <laughs> because we have yes. adults. <laughs> you're, you're willing to, you know, raid our husband's pockets to get this NSYNC ticket. So um, I think, I don't know if there's going to be a tour. I really don't. I mean, I think that they know that they would benefit financially from it because literally people waited so many years, but I don't think they're done doing with whatever they're doing. I feel like something else is coming. I really do. I don't know if it's a tour, but they keep hinging around. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I know that they, I, they come back together to do a song for a movie that's coming out. Um, and then now, since they did that, it's got out that they did that, did a song for that movie. Now everybody's wanting a tour. Everybody's wanting them to to start traveling again. So who knows? With I mean, but in sync. I mean, I'm not a real big in sync fan. I'd rather watch New Kids on the Block or Backstreet Boys. So just I, saying. I said, <laughs> I said take it or leave it. Right? I said take it or leave it. I would go see O Town. Like I'll go see other, but like all of them, like Ashley to come back, like all of them though. Like I saw them without Ashley, and it was fine. But I would like to see them. Oh, hypothetically speaking, if they went on tour, how much would you be willing, as the NSYNC fan and woman, to pay for one ticket? Because you know Taylor Swift has really up the bar when it comes to purchasing tickets. So like, what is something that you would be willing to pay for this once in a lifetime reuniting? of in sync. We're not saying it's going to happen, but like if you were on Ticketmaster, what's a number where it is a deal breaker for you? $10. <laughs> I'm 
Um, I would probably pay like no more than five hundred. What? Oh wow! And this is for like <laughs> backstage because... meet and greet. <laughs> no, that's just to like go and have a good seat. But I know, like, if I said any more, you wouldn't talk to me for like a week. So <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and leave it with that. I think that five hundred dollars is insanity. But I will say the fact that they haven't been together or toured together in over twenty, what, twenty two, twenty three years. You know, it's it's not There's outrageous. It's gonna be a price tag. There's no way I would pay that to watch any any nobody. Okay, there's no way possible. Uh uh, no. I love you know a concert. <laughs> people, you do know that people are paying like three and four thousand dollars for Beyonce tickets, right? Yes, I know that. I mean, like, no. If I if I have to, no. That's what you call YouTube. That's what you. That's what you call turning on YouTube and listen to it for free. <laughs> I, Just I like it. Beyonce. I like Beyonce. Marie, back in the day, I actually met her um, at a mall at a meet and greet. Um, and which lineup was it? Her, Kelly, Latavia, and Latoya Luckett, actually. Yeah, and I met them at a mall with a meet and greet at a music store. Oh my God, I can't remember. I'm aging myself. I shouldn't even be telling this story. Camelot. 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 Okay, so I was Camelot, and this was in Louisiana, and four people showed up to the meet and greet. Dang. It was um, Destiny's Child and Jagged Edge. And then after the meet and greet, Jagged Edge went outside of the um music store and was sitting on like the little couches in the middle of the mall because nobody was there to meet them. Isn't that crazy? Because both of those groups were massive, just not at that moment. Um, I think this was the single that Destiny's Child had out at the time was um Get on the Bus. It was Get on the Bus. It wasn't it was popular in all the states either. Right. And yeah, I got to talk to Beyonce. She hugged me. I told her she loved me. She said I love you back. Like it was like an amazing experience. Like, can you imagine putting a price tag on what I got to get at that moment? Can you, what would you think Beyonce would charge to talk to her for 15, 20 minutes un uninterrupted? I'm assuming like twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, right? That's what I was gonna say. Probably around between thirty and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, like there's no chance. Like Beyonce doesn't communicate with regular people. Like that that just happens. That's communicating. And, you know, That's and you know what? And you know what? That is very, very sad. You know why? Because it's they wouldn't be where they were without the fans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they if they are not wanting to to talk to normal people, what they call normal people, I guess, like yeah. us poor folks, you know, then why? I mean, they are where they are because we are supporting them like as fans. We buy tickets to go see them or we support whatever it is that they're wanting to their charities and stuff like that. They wouldn't be where they are without their fans. You're right. Those people that showed up for that ingredient, those are hardcore fans. And it's like now. I know she can sell out any stadium or any um, baseball field, football field, whatever she wants to do. But there was a time, I have to say, when I went to go get a meet and greet autograph and nobody was there, Beyonce, there was a time. So you got to remember, you know, every step of your journey. And I think that's really important for these celebrities because a lot of times they don't, they don't remember every step of their journey. Oh, so I want um, to talk about some Kardashian drama now that we're talking about uh, drama and journeys because have, you were telling me about... Uh, the Kardashians season 
on Hulu has aired, and there was a conversation that's been all over the internet between Courtney and Kim. I'm really with these Kardashians. It's okay, so Courtney Kim. So, okay, Heather, tell me what happened because it's been trending for like days. I don't know why, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, they they got into an argument from the prior season of the show. And basically, okay, Courtney is married to Travis Barker. And they had a really beautiful wedding. And she basically went with a vintage Dolce & Gabbana look. Um, like, they had, like, all these specials and everything on her wedding where they showed, like, how they came up with the designs. And they pulled from, like, the vaults and everything to give her, like, just this beautiful, like, just... They went with, like, just this specific look. So I don't know if, like, Courtney felt like she owned the look because it was, like, her wedding and it was so special. Because anybody that kind of followed the Kardashians knows Courtney was in a long-term relationship with Scott Disick. They had children together and everything. But she was never the married just, kind. Can I interrupt? I love the yeah. fact that I, felt I can follow along to this. I exactly what you're talking about i feel so important right now because when people talk to me about vanderpump rules i'm like huh who what okay go ahead i'm sorry go ahead oh you got to get on that too but anyways um so yeah she was in a long-term relationship with scott and you know she was just never the marrying kind so when she kind of got with travis he somehow was just magical and like changed her mind so you know that was the first time she ever got married and you know they're gonna be having a baby together so she was just really like passionate about her wedding and what she did and these are her looks so kim basically they reached out to her and dolce and gabbana did and they said hey we're doing you know our fashion shows like they always do and we want to pull out our vintage pieces and we want to you know do the runway one <laughs> the runway show tongue twister and basically, we want you to, like, host it. We want you to pick out all the collections and everything. And Kim was like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, a big deal. Like, I'm stepping out on my own because she divorced Kanye. And Kanye, whether people know or not, he used to, like, dress her. And he came into her closet. He wiped out her wardrobe. He's like, no, this is what you're going to wear. This is this, that, and the other. So when she separated from Kanye, she started to come out on her own. So she was like, wow, this is a very powerful moment. You know, I'll get to pick out my own pieces, wear my own stuff. And she was like, we're family. Family should always be happy for family. And yeah. she actually did take Courtney into consideration. She was like, no, I don't want to use like the black veils because Courtney had like a black veil. And, you know, she kind of like went through the pieces and said, well, no, this is too close to what Courtney had. I, I don't want to do that out of respect. So Kim does the show. And they had a big falling out last season. So basically, when this season started, it was kind of like rehashing it. They actually were fine. They apologized to each other. And Kim doesn't really ever, like, admit when she does wrong. So she actually was the bigger person. They, they you know, hashed it out. They apologized. And they moved on. What caused the rift? was that they went back and watched the editing clips of the season and it like re-stirred up all that well, emotion. I've heard that Kim has a group chat with Courtney's friends where she talks shit about her. That is this she's true? Friends, 
Well, kind of. She's friends with a lot of the same people. Kim did take a lot of jabs. They, okay, so the conversation, the reason why it's trending so much is that they don't, they feel like Kim is in the wrong because instead of, like, listening to Courtney and her feelings like she did last time when she apologized, she basically kind of, like, came for her. She was like, your friends complain about you, your children complain about you to me and stuff. And it's like, you don't go there with the children. You know, that's just, we learned that from, you know, the whole love and hip hop situation. You just don't go there with people's children. But she basically said a lot of things that are hard to come back from, you know, and they, Courtney just basically just cried and she was like, I hate you. And this, I heard, it. I heard she called her a witch. Is that yeah, true? She said you're a witch and you are basically self-absorbed, self-obsessed. And the only person you care about is you. You're arrogant and I hate you. And they basically hung up. And then Kim carried on with her day. Like, it was just another day. <laughs> so, and I have a question. Because Kim has always been the center of attention. Because a lot of people, I think in the, the fight, she said, you're the center of attention. You're self-absorbed. You're self-centered. Do you think it's possible that Kim is not aware that she's making herself the center of attention in the star because she's so accustomed to being the center of attention in the star? Kim is very aware of what she's doing. Kim yeah. is very aware. Yes. It's all about Kim. Yeah. All about Kim. Like sometimes it, it looks like like the, you know, what what I can see, you know, I'm not like I don't watch it all the time, but when I will watch it a little bit, you know, um the Kardashians. It's like the way I'm seeing it is they're having to they're pretty much like her um like her shadow. They're like she's like this the the main character, the main sister. And then the the other sisters are like trying to follow in her footsteps. So I mean, because in the beginning, that's all I heard was Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian. And then after a while, then I started hearing hearing about um, you know the other sisters. So it's all about Kim. She knows what she's doing. Oh, actually, I have a question. Are yeah. Kendall and Kylie a part of the new show? Yes. Because I haven't heard any drama between them. It's just because the new show premiered and this is all I heard. So I was like, so wait, are Kendall and Kylie even a part of it? Because you know, Kylie is like the biggest person for us, like Rihanna and Kylie. Like they're the two biggest women in the world. So I was like, I thought I would have heard something. So they're on the new show too. They're on the new show too. They don't have are drama. The time they showed Kendall and Kylie is they actually went on this like really short family vacation. It was like Chris, her boyfriend, and then Kendall and Kylie and Kim and Chloe. None of the kids went. And Courtney actually went somewhere with just Travis by themselves. She was nowhere. Oh. Part of so they kind of just went avoid there. they're they're avoiding drama. Yeah, like Courtney is not about that. I feel like when she got with Travis, she had like this like I don't know, like just this epiphany with her life that she was just like, you know, I don't want to, like you were saying, like be in your shadow. Like, I just, I'm not about the drama. I just want to enjoy my life and do this, do that. Courtney has always been the one that was part of like when their mom used to get them brand deals and stuff, like when they had like the Kardashian clothing and all that stuff. But Courtney has her own products. She does stuff with like health, and wellness she has like her 
um, let me, um, vitamins that she has and you know chloe she has her good american and kim has her stuff and so on and so on but yeah there's no beef or drama with kendall and kylie i mean kylie basically is living her best life with timothy salamane and they're rumored to be dating uh kendall and bad bunny so no drama for them right now (laughs) <laughs> they're running the world oh real quick we got like two minutes on this section but like i want to talk about um basketball wives la evelyn is making a return and you know evelyn and what's her name jennifer had some major beef and you know jennifer is still on the show so i just want to get your quick reaction are you they squashed it so they're going to be totally fine because you remember that evelyn tried to go over a bunch over a table at jennifer right you remember this right yeah no they squashed it yeah, they did. Evelyn left. So we're not going to get we're not going to get any fighting. It's not going to be from Evelyn. No. She left for like other reasons. I don't remember why cuz she'd been on for a minute. I don't know if it was like the the chat. She got into it with Jackie Christie. I think well, that Jackie's was still, still on the show. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jackie's still on yeah, the show. She's... They they were they actually mended their friendship uh I think right before she disappeared off the show. Oh, well that's boring. I wanted to see some drama. Like when they when Evelyn was on the show, Evelyn was throwing tables at people and chasing Jennifer. And I was like, what? So when I heard she was yeah. coming back, I was like, oh, we're going to see some more tables flying, some drinks. Yeah, flying. we got to have drama. We, we got to see no drama. drama. <laughs> there's no drama. I'm not interested. I'm good. I'm good on that. So let's talk about um, airline, airline drama. Because yeah. we've been seeing a lot of. Um, stories of people going crazy on airplanes okay so air air travel is my favorite mode of transportation like i can't imagine losing that um privilege right because air air travel is a privilege it's not a right they can put your name on a it's called the do not fly list and once their name is on that list you are now blacklisted from every aircraft in the world and that's my worst nightmare but some people's worst nightmare is death my worst nightmare is not being allowed on a plane so i don't have to drive places I know you don't care, but I care. Like I cannot. Like there's no chance. Like someone is like, oh, um, go to California, get in a car. Be like, well, I'll never go to California. I just won't do it. So, what do you think possesses people to act so crazy and out of pocket on airplanes? Is it the the, the closed in um quarters or how hot it is? You know, they say people that live in states that are really hot, like Arizona, um, Nevada, Florida, they do erratic things, and they say it might have something to do with the heat. What do you think the deal is with airplanes and why we've been seeing people acting so crazy lately? Because they're risking their right to fly, which I think is is insane. Like, I feel like your right to fly is so important. And why would you play with that? Like, it's it's how else are you going to get to to um, to L.A. in five hours? See, I posted on my story the other day. I was like, if the flight doesn't say nonstop, I'm not going. So, like, the idea that it takes you four and a half days to get there, I just wouldn't go. Like, I don't care what they got going on. I'm just not going. Thanks for the invite. Not going. Cool. <laughs> well, I can say, you know, from the one and only time that I have flown, like, I I mean, I get it. You're, um, I mean, I don't know, like, I think I flew a Delta, I believe. Well, I, I mean, I was okay at first, but... Being closed in, you have a lot of people around you. You have a lot of strangers, you know, and then it's really loud sometimes. And I remember 
Like, um, I'm very claustrophobic. And whenever I, we, we would go through like clouds or, and then, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't able to see out or um, they would lift up the, the, um, what do you call them? Them thingamajiggers, the, the brake light thingamajiggers. You know what I'm talking about? Like to slow the plane down, I guess, because we're going too oh. fast or we're ahead schedule or something. Those are speed brakes. Okay. They come up off of the, the wings like this. Yeah. And they stop yeah. the airflow. They stop the airflow over the wings, which will slow you down. Okay. Well, then that happened. So yeah, I think it's a I think it's a majority of just an overwhelming um, feeling that you're gonna be on a on a plane for so many amount of hours. Um, you know, some people, they travel over 20, 30 hours on the airplane. It's just like, I guess it gets overwhelming. And especially if you're claustrophobic or you can't get up and move around a lot. The seats are practically on top of each other. The aisles aren't, you know, wide. You want to go to the bathroom and then you got all these hundreds of people on the airplane having to use the same bathroom. So it just, it gets overwhelming and you get frustrated. I think that people for and when you do these things in public, there's always somebody recording them. And, like, I don't know if they're thinking about, like, losing their right to fly. Because I don't know, like, if these people that have been acting crazy on these planes actually got banned from flying, like, they never see them in the of that. They don't say if they're, like, not welcomed on that airline ever again or whatever. But I don't know if they're also thinking about the, the actual video viral situation that they're going to be a part of because a lot of these people this happens to them and then their job season or they get blackballed from something they get fired from their job there's like all of these situations that they weren't thinking of that they were caught up in and it's like going viral a lot of people are like oh yeah i would love to go viral but going viral isn't always good right if you're on camera cussing everybody out and screaming and acting a complete idiot that isn't going to help you in a lot of ways like if you're trying to start a business or you're trying to get a job those things that video is going to be the opposite of help so it's just it's really interesting to me because these close quarters all these cameras and it's like every time you see a video of somebody on an airplane acting crazy there's like three different angles everybody's recording it. and it's like people still do it so it just makes you wonder like what you said, is it the claustrophobic nature of the plane? Is it the heat? Is it the closed quarters? Is it the strangers? Is it the weird smelling bathroom? Like what makes people do this stuff? Well, you saw the videos um, with the recent ones where there the women. Uh, there's that one woman she got kicked off the plane because she started yelling, and I think she was like headed to Orlando, which is yes. typical because there's a lot of lovely people. <laughs> so. Um, you talk about the heat, that that's one place that will do it to you. Well, they were trying to say that she was warning the plane because she saw like some type of like shapeshifter. So a yeah. lot of the videos that are like coming out are like being brought up with like conspiracies and you know demonic stuff or government related stuff. They're trying to hide the real truth from people, you know, by Wait, showing these videos and Do you stuff think like that, that there's like shapeshifters and demons and stuff on airplanes? Like is there because I know conspiracy theories are cool and fun, but like how much of this do we believe? Because I feel like shapeshifters wouldn't need to be on an airplane because couldn't shapeshifters just make appear wherever they want to appear? 
you don't need to fly there, right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know that they were saying something is what scared her is because um, they were having a conversation and whenever he, he blinked, he didn't blink like a, like a human. It's like it went that and like blinked down like we do. And then it went like side to side and that's what freaked her out. What? So they recorded her. But no one thought to take like video of the guy who blinked weird because I kind of want to see they that. They never showed him. They never showed him. I watched the video. They never and did. I watched it too because I was like, they never yeah. showed him. And then she went on camera later on, apologizing and saying like, "Oh, you know, like she was making up all these excuses." That's why, like, a lot of people conspiracists you know they're saying that it, it might be something with a bigger picture in the world I, that they're trying to hide because they probably paid some money to to stay quiet yeah she caused such a big scene and commotion and now all of a sudden no one had heard from her and when they did all of a sudden she's like you know trying to take back her story and it's it's something more that i think is going on that they don't necessarily want us to know that there's something going on we'll find out the next well, election that's when all the stuff happens is election time so we have like what i know right <laughs> something always goes crazy on election <laughs> and that's when the pandemic happened i mean i'm telling you like there's going to be something so whether or not we find out maybe the aliens they speak about will start coming around Wait on well, the government, I've, I've read somewhere that the government finally did a release information that whatever information they had about aliens, they did release it, right? And I yeah. feel like we always knew they were always hiding it from us. It's like, well, why are you hiding it from us? If they're not a threat to us, like, why was it a secret? You know, it's really interesting. I try not to get caught up in conspiracy theories because a lot of times they're dead end. But now that a lot of the information is coming forward and it's finding out to be true, I really do wonder about the things going on around us. And like you said, and there's an election or if there's something important going on, something will happen. Something will deter us from what's really happening. And, and like when that video she kept saying that guy's not real, that thing's not real. No one ever thought to pan over to the thing that's not real. And I was just like, this is just really weird to me. Because the way that she was acting, a normal human being would not react that way on an airplane for if they saw something normal. I just wanted to see the guy she was talking about so bad. I just wanted to see what she thought wasn't real. And like you said, conspiracy theory, nope, nobody's going to show who she's talking about. And then like a day later, she's sorry. And in, in the video, after she got off the plane, she was still in the airport looking out at the plane, trying to speak her truth, and then got escorted by, like, regular, maybe, like, security or whatever. But I would think if this was, like, something that was, like, really happening, they had the person that is on the airplane that would have escorted her out. We all know they're, like, in everyday clothes, and they're, like, the police security. Yeah. They would have handled the situation without her acting a fool. She would have got not. She would have been hanging out, looking out the window. They would have took her ass out of the airport, so she yeah. wouldn't be causing panic to all the other people flying. 
Because if you see some woman flying off the handle and you're about to get on an airplane, I don't know about you, but that that's a red flag to me because I would be like, oh my God, final destination. What does she know? Are we all going to die? Like, I don't want to get on that plane. I am telling you. Yeah, because she kept bad. saying... Cause she kept saying too that 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 plane was not going to make it to Orlando. Yeah, that right there is inducing panic to the whole damn airport. So I feel like more would have happened. I I don't want to say it was staged, but it was really really weird. I agree. But I agree these days, you know, but these days, in all honesty, you really can't believe what's true and what's fake anymore. I mean, because. Social the people that know how to really work, you know, their social media, they can make something fake look so real. And yeah. and it's so you you don't know like what what you're reading or, or what you're seeing, if it's actually true. And then like all the aliens, I mean, we've known for hundreds of years that aliens exist. I mean, so what? You know what I'm saying? Um, like other things that they're starting to bring out that is happening in the world. We already know this. Like, it's all they're trying to do is control the people, and we're not going to be controlled, you know? <laughs> there's no there's no way. They're running out of options. Like, whenever COVID um, hit, then they wanted to talk about the, the killer bees. Um, then you only heard about the killer bees a couple of times. No one got scared, so they let that go. They finally let COVID go because COVID's been around since 1956. It had a different name. They just put COVID on it to scare the people. You know what I'm saying? So, and then they use all this other stuff that's been around. They're just renaming it or either they making up stuff just to be able to try to control and scare the people. And now since every, um, since the, the people are seeing that everything is fake, we can't be controlled. We're not going to be scared anymore. And so now they're trying to have, they're trying to come up with all this these conspiracies are these things that's going on. Okay. I mean, what were we supposed to do when we found out about the aliens? We've known for years that aliens exist. I mean, okay. <laughs> It'd be really strange that in this massive universe and our tiny little planet and these hundreds and hundreds of thousands of different planets, we would be the only living in that whole universe. I would find that super strange. Like, I was like, why are we the only people alive? in this whole realm of, of of a universe it's like yeah there's no oxygen up there but there was no oxygen here at some point before you know the water got here and everything like i don't know like, i i was raised in the church so i was always taught to believe you know whatever is in the bible whatever's happening in the world don't believe anything else but i also find it really weird that of all the thousands of planets and all of the things out there were the only living things that would be strange like that's like because on earth Human beings aren't the only living animals. There's insects, there's animals, there's fish. There's just all these different things. So why would in the whole universe we be the only things that are alive? That would that would seem more strange to me than the existence of the aliens. Maybe the aliens think they're the humans and they think we're the aliens. Okay, we're saying. probably the aliens. Exactly. <laughs> there are probably more planets of those type of beings than there are of us. There's one earth with humans on it then there's probably other planets with other living things that are more similar to each other and then we're the weirdos that's why they kept coming here to look and see what we were doing so like well who are those weird people with two arms and two legs they're weird and they were looking for us and we think they're the weirdos we're probably the the odd strange people in the universe that they want to know more about probably 
Uh, yeah, probably. Oh. Who knows? <laughs> oh, Didi, you sent me a story this week about a police officer who, what did he do? He arrested his ex-girlfriend who um, turned out to be his mistress, and he had her committed into a mental institution. What? Well, let's talk about yes. that. Yes, he... Um, he was pretty much, you know, um, abusing his power um, towards her. You know, he had her um, on the ground and he had her. Um, um, my English just went away, George. Sorry. Um, he had her. He had her committed into a crazy. What do you call them things? Um, crazy place. Yeah. Um, because oh, she and, uh, turned the, the, arrest caught, the arrest was caught on video. There was a video yeah. of the arrest. Yeah. Um, so, but come to find out, she was his mistress. He no longer wanted to be with her. So um, his wife wouldn't find out everything that was going on. He, um, from what I can, from what I read and from what I've seen, he acted like he was ar um, arresting her and have her... Um, uh, put into a mental institution. Which backfired because for some reason, someone, one of my friends, someone videotaped or recorded on their phone the arrest. And luckily she was able to find someone to listen to her. And because, you know, he brought her to the mental institution. It's like, oh, she's having mental episodes. Anything she says is, is not true. You know, she's not okay. Luckily, she was able to get through to someone to tell her story and they believed her, which was amazing. Because, you know, in that situation, a lot of times people are like, oh, this is gibberish. You know, you're not okay. He literally arrested her and had her committed because he didn't want to find out that he had a mistress. She didn't do anything. Apparently, this wasn't the first time that he tried to break it off with her. And she said, well, I'm going to tell your family. And he thought, okay, well, that's not going to happen. And he decided as a police officer that he was going to take matters into his own hands have her committed into a mental institution. That's very nice because there are people who've been committed to mental institutions who were never released. Okay? Like, they've never been released or they could be there for months, years, depending on the situation. So what do you think the consequence for something like that should be? Because that is a complete abuse of power, but it's actually, it's actually like a moral issue as well because the more, like, what kind of moral stance does a person have? Because he clearly didn't have one. It's like these are the people that we're children to trust. Like if there's a bad situation, you're supposed to go to the police and they're supposed to help you. And then we hear these types of things where they're doing that opposite, the exact opposite for everyone, for the people that they said they were. So what we need to do make sure that our public service is actually here to protect. Like, is there a test that we can give them? Is there, like, what, I don't know how to test morals and integrity, or is there a test for that? What are we supposed to do to make sure that people are being protected and not hurt? I don't know what else they can do. I mean, cause, um, you know, they do background checks, they send them to school, they send them to speak to psychologists. I mean, they do everything that they're supposed to do to make sure that, you know, this person is able to uh, take care of, you know, um, the, their county, their city, their country. But in some cases, and now we're seeing it more and more that, you know, they are taking the, you know, it's the first, it's most common with like first responders, doctors, hospitals, um, lawyers, they are taking their, um, they're taking advantage of, 
the position that they're in to be able to do these mean and cruel things to innocent people. Um, I mean, you can't even go to a hospital anymore without them trying to pretty much, you know, kill you. You can't go to a doctor anymore because same thing, you know, it's like they, it's like they don't care about um, anybody but their self, you know, and, and what's so sad about it. And I know this is going to be in another different podcast, but you know, the same thing with, um, with like the human trafficking. It's yeah, the same gonna, thing. Yeah, that's a whole different podcast, but in a different one, but a lot of first responders have been arrested in human trafficking. Things, yes. For theory, like somebody would go into the hospital or be brought in in an ambulance to the hospital. And when they ask the person, like, do you have any family? Do you have anyone you can call? And they say no. They are then sold into human trafficking because they know no one will be looking for that person. The people that you go to a hospital who are supposed to help you. We're supposed to listen to you and make sure that they can give you the best quality care for your situation. Those are the people helping getting arrested in the human trafficking thing. Doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, first responders, ambulance, um, EMTs, it's the last people in your mind, okay? Like when I think of a doctor who's making way more money than anybody that I know, why would they be doing something so heinous and horrible to the people they shouldn't be helping and protecting? And it's like greed. It has to be greed, right? Because if you're a doctor or a nurse practitioner and you're, you're making good money. So the idea that you would need to do that is insane. But yeah, we're going to cover that on a different podcast because like I'm getting really... I'm getting really emotional about it now. Yeah, we have to have more time and talk about that. But like, you're right. We are in a crisis of people abuse their positions to do horrible, heinous things to innocent people. And we have to make sure that the innocent people are being protected, especially by people that were paying their tax dollars to protect you. This is like... I think that, I think that anybody that abuses their position, first responders, I don't care who you are, first responders, um, EMT... Um, doctors, lawyers, nurses, whatever it is, whatever it is, you need to have the most um, um, severe punishment to the human race happen to you because you are in the you're you're so wrong because they're attacking the innocent people. I don't think that this is anything new as far as police officers go i mean this is like what the biggest fight in america is how they would abuse their power and treat the african-american race i mean that's the whole thing they take their power and they it's almost like they were like either picked on in school or they were like the school bully and they decided that when they grew up they wanted to have some type of like power you know, position of power where they could go and get people back. You know, it's like, it's just yeah. crazy to me how people mistreat others as well as abuse their power. I think it's disgusting. If he wanted to be with another woman, he, if you're man enough to go and step out on your, your marriage and, you know, try to be with somebody else, then you need to be man enough to just end it with the person. How cowardly do you look trying to concoct some crap about her being crazy and everything? Like, how do you even sleep at night? That is so disgusting to do that to a human being. And so what? 
if she would have ruffled feathers and told his his wife who cares what's the worst she's either going to forgive you or you're going to break up and get a divorce and she serves you right you had no business if you didn't want to be with her anymore just simply end things divorce her and then be with a mistress or don't be with a mistress you know be with somebody else but you don't abuse your power because there are children that are scared to go to police officers for help there are grown adults that are scared i myself as a person trust no one even the people that i'm supposed to half the time i don't even like when there are police officers around and they could be the nicest people in the world but the reputation that a lot of these people in power are given because of the bad ones it's really sad because you don't know who you can trust anymore they all have the same uniform they all have the same badge some of them are horrible people and some of them are generally great human beings that truly care about one another and their jobs but how do you decipher they all exactly they all wear the same uniform yeah. it's but the true ones are far what how you say it um far few in between the true ones yeah it's like a bag of skittles like there you don't know what you're getting like and it's funny Heather, you said we all look the same dress the same wear the same badge because it's like you're trying to find a new one a haystack it's like yeah. there's 20 of them they all same. they sound the same they dress the same their badge is the same but half of them are, are, are horrible and half of them aren't so it's like you don't know who to trust exactly you're gonna find one of them and that has something different one of them is gonna have a different color uniform and that's gonna be the one that's golden but you know what to the naked eye they all look the same and you just never know and that's sad that's part of the sad world that we live in now that we have to worry about is it okay for your child to go to school is it okay for your child to go outside and play are they going to get snatched in their front yard like this is disgusting when i grew up my mom didn't have to worry about these things i could go outside until you know the sun went down or whatever i could you know go down the street i can you know walk with my friends to the park or you know whatever and they didn't worry we didn't have like cell phones and all that you just right. didn't have that type of worry half the time they didn't even lock the front door at night we never was, locked our front door <laughs> it was just safe or what we believed to be safe and maybe we were right. just naive because we didn't have all this social media breathing scary stuff down our throats but nowadays i feel like you can't go one single minute hour second whatever without hearing something happening to someone or someone's child or whatever that is horrible you don't want to do anything nowadays everything is horrifying Oh, it's just, it's social crazy. media, it really has us living in fear. And so I watch, yeah, I don't watch the news because if I watch the news, I'll never leave the house. I'll barricade myself in the house and I'll never leave. I just can't because it's just so much negativity. It's, it's like fear propaganda. It's like watching a scary movie or a horror movie. It, 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 it's we like, you ever seen a good horror movie? I was like, yeah, the five o'clock news. I just saw it. I'm I'm freaking terrified. Like I am so scared. I'm leaving my life on at night. I am scared. I watch the news because that's how scary the world has gotten. And it's like I was a kid. I could go play anywhere in my neighborhood. I could be three, four, five minutes away. I didn't have to even tell my mom. I could just go roam about. Nobody worried. And it's like you now we're reading. I write. I always came home and now we're reading about traffic. School, um, children never just never come to disappear. Kids that have been gone for years. This is well, nothing. Right. What is 
happening in the world. We really have to, and the people who are supposed to be protecting us from this are sometimes a part of it. So I think that- And that's the sad part. That's the most sad and scariest part. Because like, what if you're going down the road and you don't say, for instance, you're speeding, you don't realize it. Because you know, in some cars you can be speeding, you don't really realize it, especially if you're by yourself, you're like zoning out. You, I mean, your heart's gonna drop to your stomach because you're gonna be like, is this cop gonna actually be a true cop and then just give me a ticket? Or is he gonna come up with something to try to say that he's gotta arrest me and then take me somewhere and sell me in human trafficking or um, like, you know, um, sexually abuse me or something like that i mean it's it's crazy especially for i mean for men and women it's not and it's for both but they 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 look more for women because women can't um defend themselves like men can so they prey on women more than men but they do prey on both and especially children Mm. that's the sad part well, we're out of time for this week's episode. We're going to come back with episode three. We have so much more. I feel like we never have enough time to talk because there's so much going on and there's always news. I want to talk about the news this week. We'll get out of time. We'll save that till next week. Hopefully, she's still dating Travis next week. We can still talk about that because, you know, she moved fast. And I just want to catch it while it's hot. You know, catch it while it's hot. So we're going to come back next week. Um, Hopefully, next week. Um, will be joining us we'll have a full round table i feel like the round table is fun we get a lot of different opinions um and personalities and we just get different aspects of different stories and i love how everybody brings their own um passion and stories to the table and we all just dive in so if you're listening want us to talk about make sure you send all a dm or a message um things that you're passionate about what you want to talk about maybe it's um something happening in the news now or something you just doesn't get enough attention, you know, because the news is very picky on what you mentioned and what. So thank you so much to my co-host, Castile and Heather C. Um, George Show, the Pop Culture Podcast, episode number two. We're going to be back next week with episode three. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We'll talk to all of you guys really soon. Bye. Bye, guys.